Hey there, welcome to the Hot Slice Podcast, brought to you weekly by Pizza Today Magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, Editor-in-Chief of the aforementioned Best Darn Magazine on the planet. And today, I'm joined by none other than my usual co-host, Executive Editor Denise Greer. What's up, Denise? Why, hello, Jeremy. I'm hello. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm just feeling it. <laughs> well, hey, it's Monday. We're all happy. We're all smiles. Yeah. We have a new week ahead of us. And um, a lot of good things coming this week. We're working on finalizing the June issue of Pizza Today. We're sending that off to press. We are working on the next installment of Pizza Today Weekly, which is our weekly newsletter. Please go to pizzatoday.com and subscribe to that. If you do not already yeah. receive it, it is packed with all kinds of great information. And we, Absolutely. as always, are planning and thinking about and looking forward to all kinds of new content for the Pizza Expo 365 platform. Absolutely. And we have new, uh, uh, a lot of new seminars rolling, I think at the end mm -hmm. of this week too. So right. we're going to, we're going to have a lot of new sessions for everyone to get on there and really dive deep into a subject. And, uh, you know, and just, I, I just, I take notes on it too. I'm sitting here when I go through them and, and listen to them and watch them, I'm, I'm taking notes the whole time. So, uh, you know, it's a great place to, to learn the industry and, uh, and, and, learn maybe an aspect that you're not good at <laughs> absolutely always in learning mode ever curious and uh, mm -hmm. that's that's the way to be absolutely uh well our guest today certainly <laughs> has, he's in learning has, mode at all times as well it seems like uh, absolutely you know uh you know we're uh, we're on the line with uh, marcus medina um and uh, he's with hella pizza hella pie pizza company hella Tracy, pie pizza company california Tracy, California. That's uh, it's so it's near San Francisco, uh, and uh, but it's outside of San Francisco. It's not inside San Francisco. Um, but uh, Marcus, you know, uh, had a mobile a mobile company, and then even during the pandemic, decided it was time to open a brick and mortar. Uh, so right. it's going to be a unique conversation with somebody that opened their first unit um, during this pandemic, uh, which. Hats, hats off to him because wow <laughs> I couldn't imagine opening a, a unit no, during all of this. no I believe he got through about six months of the pandemic and October rolled around and he's like hey brick and mortar time so he definitely <laughs> yeah. uh, dove headfirst into the deep end and uh, where the waters were murky cold and choppy but he he figured yeah. it out yeah, well, figuring out something he does, you know, uh, like a lot of our pizzeria, uh, pizza makers and pizzeria owners, you know, he is self-taught. He learned it on his own that, you know, he, he, he didn't have, he wasn't coming up through another pizzeria. He, uh, you know, he had to just learn on the fly and, and just get it all down. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting conversation as well. Yeah, we'll talk with him about that. That's uh, he's a man after my own heart with that. I, I, yeah. I tend to learn best through trial and error and experimentation myself. Um, mm -hmm. I respect anyone who can sit down with a mentor and kind of get taught and learn things that way. But um, I tend, my brain tends to operate differently. And apparently mm -hmm. his does as well because that he just, he just jumped in, like we said. So. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, I believe in jumping in, seeing what happens and make your mistakes because I, you know, I learn way much more through uh, through trial and error and failure than I do, uh, uh, you know, mentoring, I think. Time to get those no regrets tattoos with regret spelled incorrectly like the movie. 
Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on that note, let's bring on Marcus. Okay, here we go. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Every pizza you serve makes an impression. Make each one count with Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese. With a kiss of buffalo milk, velvety melt, extraordinary stretch, no overbrowning, and superb reheat, Baccio is the unparalleled performer designed to consistently impress. And only Baccio offers the Gold Club Rewards Program, which provides monthly cash back and exclusive marketing support. Schedule a demonstration at bacciocheese.com slash hot slice and discover how Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese creates pizzas that impress. All right, Marcus, so Hella Pie Pizza began as a non-traditional location. Is that correct? Yeah, we started out as a mobile pizzeria um, when we first started farmers markets, breweries, wineries, all that private catering stuff about uh, three years ago. And you made the transition to brick and mortar, uh, I believe, within the last year? Yeah, in October (laughs) of this year. October 15th was kind of like our first day selling pizzas. Um, So yeah, it was just recently. Hats off to you, man, (laughs) going brick and mortar uh, with the pandemic. Uh, uh, What was it like uh, opening up that um, that brick and mortar location? Can you give us a little insight into opening that up? Yeah, you know, the the spot was tough. Um, I'm completely self-taught, like as far as pizza making goes, um, business goes. So everything I kind of like learn on my own timeline. COVID just kind of made that a little bit harder um, just because like you know you're focused on so many things you know running the pizzeria learning how to bake on a new oven and then you have all these you know the the pandemic um things that you have to worry about so definitely a challenge um, but also uh, our business model has worked out kind of perfect i guess you could say just because we're takeout only we don't have a public restroom that you can use so we're designated to do takeout only so it was nice to for our customers to kind of like come in, get their pizzas and, you know, go home and enjoy them because um, that's all you could do for a while. So um, whereas a lot of the other restaurants, you know, was they had to uh, basically change their model around. And and for us, we just were consistent with the takeout. Were you at all hesitant or scared to open during a pandemic? Now I know in October things were, starting to get a little bit better but we were still very much in the midst of a pandemic we were still very much operating under a lot of restrictions that have eased a little bit since then Um, what made you think that was the right time to fully open a brick and mortar pizzeria (laughs) i you know i mean i uh, i have a lot of faith and i feel like god's timing is flawless you know um basically um i was a lot I was very afraid when it happened, um, being um, in our mobile situation, all of those uh, breweries, wineries, farmers markets, all of those stops. So in basically in around April, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I was just kind of sitting around, couldn't do anything. Um, And then all of a sudden this location opened up in my hometown where um, 
you know, it was a bakery before. And so uh, when that location opened up, it was like my prayers were answered because I was stuck for just a few months. And so I went in it and I wasn't scared at all. Like I was ready for it. Um, and I knew the business model that we had was going to be uh, perfect for the pandemic. So uh, I just had a lot of faith that everything was going to be good. Absolutely. And, you know, that takeout model. So you had already said that, hey, this is the model we're going to go with even way before the pandemic. Um, and so that never really changed even as, as we went into um, to October when you actually opened, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it never really changed. I wanted to do slices. Um, and I knew slices were going to kind of be a little hard to do um, right out right out the gate. So um, and then I didn't really know how to make 18 inch pizzas yet. So I was stuck just with the tools that I had. So I just was making 12 inch pies to go. That's what we did at the farmer's market. Um, people were used to it. We stuck with a small menu. We have, you know, a specialty, a cheese, a pepperoni and a margarita and our specialty rotates every week. So a lot of our customers were already used to that. They weren't just, they were just used to only getting us one day a week. So I knew that um, it was going to give us a lot more exposure. A lot of people work on the weekends, weren't able to get our pizzas. So we were selling out consistently, you know, at the farmer's market. So getting into the location was nice because, you know, I got five days a week to sell pizzas. Absolutely. Um, you know, something I'm interested in is, um, you know, here you have this brand new pizzeria. Um, things are operating a little differently in the world in, uh, in October, correct? Um, so how did you kind of market that grand opening? How did you get people out for, um, to know that you were there and available um, for, for the opening? I think just social media, really. Um, I like to sh share kind of like our story through social media. When we first started the pizzeria, you know, three years ago, we shared, shared the process of building the trailer, building, you know, um, showing the blueprints for the trailer. So during that process of getting our location, I would share the, you know, a mural being painted on our walls or ovens going in or just the little pieces that, that put the pizzeria to, together. And then by time, you know, um, it was time to open. I think that, uh, you know, excitement was built up and, um, you know, we already have a really good local following. So, uh, we're super blessed for that. Like I, the first event that we did in March, 2017, uh, there was a line of like 60 pizza I pe people. I only brought 60 pizzas. So it was just like the line was so long that we were sold out before we even opened. So it was kind of the same situation when we opened up our location. And, um, and that says a lot about our community for sure. Outstanding. Now, are you having the same difficulty that other pizzeria owners and restaurant owners in general, really all business owners across the country are having yeah. uh, with an employee shortage, uh, labor shortage? Are you fully staffed? And if so, how i'm seeing it so much right now um going around on social media I, i'm so busy all the time that um i don't really get to talk to a whole lot of local um people so i'm not sure um, if it's a local problem or just the everywhere problem um, for me personally we have enough people i've 
been super blessed with having a lot of the same people for the last three years working for me. Um, and so uh, that, that retention of those employees has helped out a lot. And then I have family that is chipping in, you know, my brother-in-law works for me, my sister-in-law works for me and you know, nobody wants to leave a family member high and dry. So, uh, you know, that's definitely helpful. Um, but I know that we're going to start doing our catering and uh, start needing some people. I'm, I'm a little scared because of, you know, everything that's going on with trying to get help. So um, I hope that we'll be okay. Uh, but so far, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, you know, something that I'm curious about with that is, uh, you know, your staff was used to being in a mobile or a catering environment. And then were they excited to come over to the brick and mortar once you uh, once you decided to go brick and mortar? Yeah, I think I think so, for sure. Um, there's a lot of like luxury items, I feel like when you're in your own uh, location that when you're mobile, you don't really have access to, you know, uh, a refrigerator with a bunch of cheese, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's, there's all of these things that they weren't used to having that we have now. And, uh, they definitely were excited about it. Definitely looking forward to going back to, to doing the catering because, um, I think we'll definitely have a, a better appreciation for everything now that we've been doing it for six months. When we go back to doing mobile stuff, we'll, we'll appreciate it a little bit more. You know, with catering, that's something that we, uh, you know, we're looking at when that's going to come back. Do you already have uh, contracts lined up for catering or is that something where you're seeing, hey, in a couple of months, this is when it's going to pop? Yeah, it's slowly, it's slowly, slowly starting to come in. I think our next, uh, our first catering gig is the 21st of May. So, um, it's coming up pretty soon. There's not a whole lot booked, um, but we are starting to get phone calls, which is nice because, you know, I, I hadn't received a phone call for a catering event for, you know, it feels like a year. We basically need to, um, you know, be still be safe about everything. Uh, we're going to have, you know, hand sanitizer, somebody serving, um, you know, pizzas for all of our uh, people attending the events. And so um, we'll be wearing our masks. So it's going to be a, a change. Uh, um, but I think people are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> They're starved for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did I lose you guys again? Are you using your mobile unit at all right now? Um, you pull up into a neighborhood, maybe an HOA has you come in and serve the neighborhood, for example, or something like that. Or is it just sitting there collecting dust waiting on catering to come back it's collecting wow. dust i had i just got uh, a bunch of wood delivered and so um i'm going to fire it up for the first time in over six months um but yeah it's i haven't done any events uh, since for about six seven months now denise that's going to be a good feeling when he throws that wood yeah. back in there <laughs> fires it back up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. And, and the smell coming from, because a lot of people probably aren't used to that at your new location, not used to, you know, uh, smelling that amazing uh, wood coming, uh, coming from that mobile unit. So that'll be awesome. Marcus. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. it. Hey, explain a little bit. You mentioned that you, uh, you are a self-taught pizza maker. Um, did you work in a pizzeria when you were younger or did you just start tinkering at home with dough formulas and, and making pizza at home? What do you mean by self-taught? Yeah, I've never worked in a pizzeria. I've never worked in a professional kitchen. 
I was a construction worker for the last 11, for almost 11 years, um, pretty much from the time I was 20 years old to the time I hit around a little over 30. So I spent my entire adult life doing construction. Um, I just had a passion for cooking for people. I felt like, uh, you know, pizza was a nice vessel and it brought a lot of people around the table and uh, made people happy. It made me happy. So I started, I, I basically bought a wood fired oven and went online, um, watched videos, uh, got the pizza Bible, studied it, um, went on the forum, just basically anywhere I could get information on how to make pizza. And then just slowly started teaching myself how to, to manage a fire better, to get a better product, you know, um, just practicing. So um, that's what I mean when I'm self-taught. I feel like I was taught by Tony Gimignani and, you know, a lot of Lars Smith. Like, I feel like all of these people taught me how to make pizzas, but just not physically there, just by the information that they've shared and put out. It's a great point, Denise. There yeah. is more information at your fingertips today than ever before. Pizza Expo 365, pizza Pizza Expo, Pizza Pasta Northeast Show, Tony Gimignani's well. Pizza Bible Book um, that Marcus yeah. mentioned. There are pizza schools throughout the country in various various mm -hmm. cities and states, all of which um, are very good and very beneficial. And you know, hey, you've got the good old Dr. Google, just a straight up web search <laughs> will yield a lot of information as well. So imagine in the 1960s or 70s, before all this existed, trying to find this information. It, I don't know how people did it. The old card catalog at the library, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, hey, Marcus, you know, what, uh, you know, when you, when you started studying pizza, you know, give us a time frame of how, when did you, how long did it take before you like really got it to where you were like, I think I got this down and I'm ready to tinker with it and make it my own. Like, when do you feel like that came? Uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm always kind of tinkering and trying to make it my own and make it a little bit better. Um, when I first, I'm, I'm seeing pictures of three years ago of pizzas that I made and it was, just, it looked like garbage, but um, it's, I probably took about two years for me to really be happy and still feel like, okay, yeah, I started making good pizzas about then. Um, so yeah, probably about two years making it, yeah. you know, five, three to 500 pizzas a week, you know. And what about from the, from the business side, you know, cause I, I know a lot of, um, a lot of pizza makers struggle when it comes to transferring over to the business side and, um, handling, um, handling the business of of pizza um you know how was that transition for you yeah i'm i'm still totally grabbing a hold of everything i'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. um but i do uh the business side of it almost as much as i like making pizzas now well, i know that good. it sounds I, I know it sounds weird but like i i love figuring out the problem mm -hmm. i i think that's what i like about pizza um there goes my dogs that's um, okay. I think We're that's what I it. like about pizza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all right. It's trying to figure out, yeah, just trying to figure out the problem, trying to figure out the solution. We're always throwing these, you know, obstacles when we're making pizzas and same thing with business. So, um, you know, I'm enjoying that side of it too. 
Yeah. What's something you've had to overcome since you've opened? You know, what's, what's something business-wise that you've had to kind of really grab a hold of and say, okay, I've got to figure this out and I've got to solve this for our next phase. I think just making sure that I spend the time because I get super involved with making the pizzas every day. I think just I've had to learn to set my time aside and just do the math. And um, once I do that, I think that, you know, that's that I'm good, but I struggle with setting that time aside and and just trying to make sure that um, everything gets its attention that needs attention. Always a balancing act. There is never a shortage of tasks for the pizzeria owner to perform, Denise, whether it's clerical uh, business or, you know, physical cleaning, cleaning the floor. Something always has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And as a new operator, how many hours do you think you're putting in a week? I'm always curious on the new operators. Probably somewhere around 70 to 80 hours a week. Mm. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm close two days a week too. So that 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 helps out a lot. But I feel like I'm still running errands and planning the menu and you know spinning the prep and stuff like I I do a lot of the stuff myself. So um, you know eventually I'd like to spend a little less time at the pizzeria, but uh, definitely it's a full-time job and then another one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We hear that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. We know today is one of your days off and we are very appreciative of you giving us some of your time for this. We're going to let you go about your day. We know it's a little early in California, so you're probably just getting your day started and I'm sure you have a mountain of tasks to accomplish. So thank you, Marcus, very much for being gracious with your time and coming on and talking to us about it. And we cannot wait to see you in Las Vegas in August. Thank you guys. I'm excited to go to Vegas too. I'll be uh, competing for the first time. So I have a lot of jitters about that, but oh, well, good um, luck. really awesome. excited to get out of, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just want to get out of my comfort zone and make pizzas yeah. with, you know, the other guys that are, uh, you know, competing. Cause I feel like yeah. that's where I really need to find my growth is, is being around other pizza makers. Um, and so I'm excited for Vegas also. Vegas so is looking sh- forward to seeing you guys too. It's a surefire way to get out of your comfort zone. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a great experience for you. No matter what happens, you will exactly. walk away feeling like you got something out of it. So I'm excited cool. for you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Sweet. Well, All right, have a nice day. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.